This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska Preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Yep, that's it. You heard the big voice, guys. Nebraska Preps post game with my main man, JP, Jacob Padilla. I am Damon Benning. It was kind of movement week, and we actually, at least in class in A anyway, saw a little bit of movements in the district seedings. And we talked about it last week, too, with the, at the top, some of the, the big games, a big week for Creighton Prep, and they went out and got it done and grabbed a hold of that three seed. Yeah, locked it up. They jumped Pius. Uh, West side stumbles against Miller South on Saturday, gives Papillion La Vista the A6 or the sixth seed. Uh, West side holds on for the seven. Central goes to the five. Pius the four. And there you go. Number one, the Bellevue West Thunderbirds. Yeah, and I, I'd say they deserve it the way they've been playing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're playing really, really well. For those of you playing at home that didn't follow that, T-Birds one, Miller North two, Jacobs Junior Jays three. I say that only because you were there this week. <laughs> Uh, Pius four, Central five, the Monarchs of Papillon, Papillion number six, and at Hoops West Side, the Warriors come out and play. Get the seven, and, and then we got Millard West, Lincoln Northeast, and Papio South, most likely as kind of the 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 the, the top two seeds yeah. um, in those bottom in those. Uh, Although seven, we'll six, five, get six. to this in a little bit. I don't know if you've got the districts right off the top of your head, but there are some tricky ones, right? I look at A5 is one that's interesting to me. Central, Burke, Papillion South, Lincoln Southwest. Can Lincoln South generate some sort of, of offense consistent enough? They're yeah. capable. Yeah. They're capable. You wonder. Central, I'm just not sure. I, I didn't love them against Westside. They got the win. Uh, they come back the next night and get beat by North Star. Then they go 0 for 2 this week. Although they were competitive, yeah. extremely competitive, getting Bellevue West to overtime. Yeah, and then I, on a back-to-backer, they play prep relatively well, tough. Man, that, that Bellevue West game, I, th- the shot that P.J. Davis made to send it to overtime, he – He's, like, driving across the lane. He's facing the bench when he takes off and somehow reaches back behind him yeah. to lay it in off the glass. I'm a, I'm a, I have become a big P.J. Davis believer because you and I have talked almost about every other week. Somehow his name will come up and we'll say, or maybe it's more off air than on, but, like, gosh, he's capable of doing other things. I wouldn't pigeonhole himself or myself into just being a, a corner three shooter. He's found a way to get to the rim. He's put it on the floor. He usually has a favorable matchup, and he's excelled the last couple of weeks. He may have been the best player on both ends of the floor against Omaha Westside. Now, Jay Dawson had his spurt. He had about a four-minute stretch there where he basically took the game over 
as Central took the lead. But P.J. Davis kept them in that game, the majority of that game, along with uh, the ball-making the ball decision from Jaron Marshall. P.J. Davis is capable. Yeah, and strong frame, long arms. Again, we saw it on that bucket there. Again, I have no idea how he got that in. When he, yeah. when he picked up the ball, I was like, what is he doing? And then suddenly he's laying into the basket. I'm like, wow. And uh, Josiah Dotzler had a three at the buzzer that – yeah, like rattled around halfway down, popped out. I think they made two threes in the entire game, yep. but Josiah didn't score. And the fact that uh, Bellevue West was able to escape with that win somehow doing that is, I think, impressive for them. But, yeah. And, and then against uh, Creighton Prep, uh, it was, a I think, two-possession game in the third quarter. And Prep just kind of started um, pulling away there um, and were able to, to, to finish it off. The Central just couldn't, couldn't generate enough offense down the stretch. And <laughs> Talk about prep there winning in two completely different styles. Yeah. Put up 80 against Millard North when they go and get that win at the the stable and then turn around and win 49 to 30 something here uh, against, yeah, 49 to 39. 49 to 39. So you, you, you go 76 75 and then 49 39 in the same week, both wins. So. Yeah, and I felt like Central would be in trouble in that one just because prep had the day off in between because they played Millard North that Thursday. Central was coming off an overtime game against Bellevue West. You wondered where their legs would be. They only play eight at the most, typically seven in the solid rotation, and they weathered the storm. Yeah, and and that's a, it's a, it, again, it's just a great defensive effort by Prep though to, to kind of hold all that because they they did not play well offensively. Luke Jungers has been absolutely lighting it up the last yeah. month. He couldn't get anything to fall. Uh, they, Justin City was the only one in uh, double figures and. Uh, he kind of put an exclamation point on that thing with a steal and a dunk uh, at, at the end of the game there. But The, the best yeah. second half of the season had by a player not named Chucky Hepburn or Hunter Salas. Could you make the case that it's City? The interesting thing about prep is the fact that City's come up huge in some big moments, but Brendan Buckley has as well. And that's kind of like you start looking at yeah, uh, postseason awards and all that thing, and I think uh, Creighton University is going to run into the same thing a little bit. They just have so many different guys that step up at different moments. Like nobody, I think Jungers and Liam and scoring about 12 a game. Uh, City and Breck Buckley are both about 10, 11, 9, kind of in that range. Um, so it's kind of, it, it depends on the day who's going to kind of step up and be that guy for them. But he's certainly capable, and we've seen some some incredible plays from him down the stretch. Yeah, he's begot, he's become very clutch. You know, Coach Lukey said the other day, listen, uh, against Millard North, couldn't get. He didn't call a lot of conventional sets. There weren't a lot of set pieces to be had in the fourth quarter. He looked at City and said, "Hey, listen, you know this is this is your game. You know, with you, I trust. Make it happen." And and he responded. City was also big against, you know, Bellevue West uh, down the stretch. He's kind of become that 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 clutch player. And you know, the night before, you get twenty two from Jungers. If he's that guy, Prep's already proven. It took a superhuman effort from Chucky Hepburn. Yeah. to stave off a blowout, to get them in striking distance, to get it to overtime against Prep, and they beat Millard North. So Prep has proven they're, it's not those two and another team. It's the three of them together. Yeah, and I mean, that that's kind of what we were wondering about kind of going into yeah. the second half of the season. They were going to have a chance to prove themselves. Coming out of that Bellevue West game, you're like, okay, they're here. They're capable. Can they actually get over that hump? And then in this Miller North game, they finally went and did it. And then, like you said, in impressive fashion, came back the next game um, off, that, off that big win and had no let up. Yeah, you, you know, I think Coach Luke, you could maybe make the case he's 
coach Metro coach of the year. <laughs> he may be good. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people thought they were going to be good. I talked about them all season. I felt like they were the only team that could play nine once the season, you know, when the yeah. season started. I like their depth. But uh, he's maybe even exceeded my expectations in terms of how they win, the different ways yes. they win, the, the subtle in-game stuff. It, they, they, that's a well-coached group. And you kind of felt like they were the 3-4 kind of coming into the season just based on all the experience they brought back and all the pieces they brought back. But you wondered like how, how much of a gap was there because yeah, you I didn't agree. necessarily feel like any of those guys were – they didn't have a Chucky. They didn't have a Hunter. Just they the go-to bucket Fiddler, getter. Yeah, or St. Thomas. They didn't – like of those three games, those are the, the first four players you're taking right there are off those two teams. You don't have any prep players in that top four, maybe even five. But – the next group might all be prep guys, and they've all elevated their games. Justin City, Brendan Buckley, like we talked about, Luke Jungers, A.J. Rollins is certainly capable, and he played really well uh, against Millard North. Now he does a lot of little things, doesn't he? Yeah. So Plays it, with a lot more yeah. toughness than people give him credit for. He does a lot of the things from block to block that nobody else is doing for prep. And then he can go get you a bucket, too. Yeah. Um, he's got some really good touch around the basket. So um, that's kind of all – Across the board, they've had guys kind of step their game up. So they don't necessarily have the one superstar, but as a team, they've made that leap to be up there with the, those top teams. When you look at stars studded, obviously, A1 will have the playing game with Fremont and Columbus. It goes Bell West, North Star, North Platte. Uh, A2, Norfolk and Lincoln High uh, will have the playing game with Millard North, Gretna, and Grand Island. You could make the case. I'll be curious to get your thoughts. That may be the most star studded of the district when you talk about high-end talent. Um, A3 will have Brian and Northwest with the playing game. Then it will be Prep, Southeast, and Elkhorn South. Elkhorn South is a little tricky for me. I, I hear what the critics say, but then I look at their talent. I, I don't know where the disconnect is, but they have good individual talent, at least in my opinion. Yeah, Um yeah, they've had guys that have gone out and had success in the summer. Um, they, they've had right? they pieces that are certainly capable, and they have their individual skills. It's just they haven't really clicked consistently right. this season, and they're trying to figure out how to use those skills within uh, the system that they want to run. And uh, it just hasn't clicked a lot this season, but um, they go out. I think they get a, a, a nice win this past week, kind of. Um, yeah, maybe to kind of get a little, little bit, momentum. Yeah. A4, which may be the most competitive. Um, you've got Pius, Omaha South, Carney, and Lincoln East. So I think three. T- it wouldn't surprise me. Obviously, Pius is the front runner, but they've yeah. been beaten by East already. Yeah. And Carney's a nuisance, and you give Coach Baronic yeah. a chance to prepare. He's going to make it difficult on somebody. Yeah, and even Omaha South, like that. That's so such a young. That's team. a young not group. But there are a couple guys out there that you can't just sleepwalk over them. You've yeah. got to actually show yeah, up. Ricky and, Lofton. Yeah. And they got so, some guys that'll go get it. They got some guys that can get hot and just give you problems at least. So that's not a not an easy first round game. And then yeah, uh, regardless of either one, like Carney, Lincoln East, they're gonna they're gonna give them a battle and it's gonna be physical. Um you've got a guy like Lincoln East uh with uh, Carter, Carter Glenn Carter, that Carter we've Glenn. seen take yeah. over games. And then Carney, just the collective and with 
the boy, they got an agitated Miller North bunch the other night. (laughs) (laughs) Twice now, that was a that was a surly bunch that they got from the Mustangs. Felt bad. Kind of same thing happened to Lincoln North Star after that first loss. They turned around and kind of let out their frustrations uh, on the Navigators. So, but yeah, so they're tough with Jack Johnson and Will Vanderbeek and. Eastern Bruce, they've just got a lot of guys that can play. Preston Pearson's had um, a, a good last kid. week or two. Um, really, really competitive player right there. So, yeah, when you get a mix of, mix of a bunch of football players and uh, a really good coach um, out there in Kearney, like, it's not going to be an easy game. And so that that is that, that is going to be – whoever comes out of that district will have definitely earned it. Uh, A5. Uh, well, I'll get your thoughts. Talk to me between the difference between A5 and A6 because the next most competitive district – is probably one of these next two, right? A5, both Central, Papio, South, who surprisingly has kind of rallied, right? I, it, it hasn't been this, you know, woe is us. And I won't go as far as to say addition by subtraction, but without Dempsey, Brokale and company have really answered the dinner bill. Papio, South is playing a little bit different. It's almost like, I don't know. They just kind of freeing, I think, where I think people stop talking about them as much and they just put their head down and started playing. Yeah, and we we talked about Brokale, the way he's elevated his game. Graham Casute this last week had a really good week, I think two twenty point games. Um and he's certainly capable of getting hot. Um so that that is gonna be tough. And then Lincoln Southwest, you, you feel um they, they kinda had some rough patches this season with guys yeah, in and out of the lineup. Hard to stay healthy yeah. and didn't get a lot of continuity. But now, if they are healthy heading in, you got Jared Bohr, uh, Rylan Smith, and Ben Hunziker. That's that's a really that's tough backcourt. Yeah. That's, that's that's a good trio. <laughs> Those guys are going to be tough to deal with. So you got the the, the tough backcourt going up against the, the tough frontcourt with Casute uh, and Brocale. They're kind of more wing types. Um, so th- th- that'll be a really interesting. And then maybe you like round. A6 yeah. with the Monarchs. Um Northeast and Millard South. Bellevue East will will take on uh, the Monarchs. And a tricky one. I still don't feel like... I still don't feel like I know what I'm getting with Lincoln Northeast. I know about Brazil. He's going to get you buckets. They can play you big, too. They have some athleticism. They go go 6'8", 6'4", on you. And all of a sudden, it looks a little different. But Northeast still kind of figuring it out, in my opinion. Yeah, well... (laughs) Uh, this last week, uh, Connor Renard, their big guy, forty points against Norfolk, very capable, seventeen and nineteen from the field. Look, he's going what six eight? He's a legit yeah. six seven six eight. He's a eight. big dude, and he can rebound the heck out of the ball. And it certainly just looks like they were kind of uh, two man gaming them to death with Basil and uh, with Renard. I think Basil had sixteen assists in that game. Yeah. So they, when, they've when, got pieces. When, when Basil, yeah. when he shares the ball. And and is not first and foremost hunting shots. It changes the way you have to guard them. Yeah, and I saw them uh, play prep close in the fourth quarter and just completely, and I think prep 16-0 run or something like that to, to close the game. Is offense just kind of fell apart. Like if they can, they can, can they can sustain some of the success they were having there in that third quarter where they got a couple guys going. They've got enough pieces uh, t- to make it a battle here, yeah. and they. They did well in districts last year. I was there when uh, they knocked off Papios out. Basil kind of took over down the stretch. It's some big shots after very, uh, very capable. Jared Matley, um, I think he got, got hurt. hurt. There. Yeah, and he came. He had the bad ankle. Yeah. So uh, Basil kind of took over down the stretch and knocked him off there. And um, so they they were able to kind of 
find some magic last year. Let's see if they can do it again. Yeah, and the interesting team, they're bet. Obviously, I saw them firsthand yeah. <laughs> the other night against Westside. Their talent is better than their record. Yeah, the, we've been Miller talking South, about it. Year, yeah. I don't know if they were reading the preseason clippings or just couldn't. Their talent, and now they're only playing seven, so you're not gonna get, yeah. you're not gonna get a wide array. But they played hard. They inexplicably had a twenty point first quarter, right? Yeah. And when you only score fifty five for the game. That's probably more the Millard South yeah. that you thought you were getting, but they jumped on West Side early and they turned it into a dogfight. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's a team that we we're based on what we saw in the summer, we thought, okay, they've got a chance to make a jump. And here. I think they did and, too. And although obviously in the summer, not everybody's full strength, um, there's no game planning and all that kind of stuff. So you, you take it with a grain of salt, but you like, I liked what I saw from some of their players yeah. and, they just haven't been able to kind of carry it over into the season. And adding in some of the football players that weren't in there playing in the summer, uh, the, it just seems like they've kind of struggled yeah. to find the mix between Rucker defense, and, and offense. Gage, Gage Stinger. Um, and those guys played the summer and did well. It's like some of the, the role players, I think. And then some guys got kind of bumped out of the rotation and just – it seems like they've just been trying Trey to Mosman, find themselves. Trey Mosman, Maul Jaw, yeah. like who had really trying, good summers. Yeah, it seems like they've been trying to find themselves the whole year, kind of balanced between offense, defense – uh, Jack Cooper's a guy that played really well in, in July. and He was big in yeah. key spots against Westside. Did a really good job of attacking the glass. Had a couple of big and ones late that kind of changed that game. And um, If Millard South takes care of the basketball in the backcourt, they're not dynamic scoring between Blake and Gage Stanger, but um, if they take care of the ball and don't turn it over, they're going to limit your possessions. Yeah. Right, so. they they limit your possessions, what you're going to be able to get on the offensive end. Yeah, so decision-making and guys being able to finish their shots, um, that, that's going to have to be the key for them to, to to make some noise there in that first round. Which one do you think is more competitive, A5 or A6? Hmm. I'll, A, I'll, A5 yeah. has Central Burke, Papio South, Southwest, A6, uh, Papio La Vista, Bellevue East, Northeast, Millard South. Uh, I will – I'll take A5. Um, I mean, it's so probably both, it probably yeah. goes a four, a five, a six in that order, right? Yeah, I mean, and that makes sense. Uh, kind of middle of the pack. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's kind of where you get the strength of these districts, where the 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 three, the twos and the threes are a lot closer than maybe um in some of some of the other ones where um you could see any any one of those teams kind of coming out of the bottom bottom halves of those those districts there. and we'll we'll see if this is fortuitous or not 42.2857 for papillion la vista puts them at the a6 42.2273 that's west side the seven west side draws benson in the opener with two great scores for omaha benson and then it gets a rematch of omaha north and millard west which omaha north upset yeah. Millard West earlier in the season. You looked at Millard West loss at one point when they were seventh in the state. It was two top three teams and Millard North, and you wondered, huh, that's interesting. Millard North, or excuse me, Omaha North will believe in that one. Coach Lichty will have them thinking that they're more than capable of winning that basketball game. Yeah, and 
again, they've got the proof of concept. They went there and knocked them off, and that was a huge win for them. And they haven't been playing as well recently. No. They're going to have to find a way to kind of recapture some of that magic early in the year, get some of those guys going. Uh, the ability to play and- Millard West 94 feet is different, right? If you can speed them up and force them to have to handle the ball, if you let them get into their half-court sets, they can grind you. Uh, they, they're a handful from block to block. They play hard. Uh, they're, yeah. they're tough from block to block. And I just saw them against uh, Abraham Lincoln on Saturday. The first time I've seen Millard West in person all year. And, and they kind of held Conley in check because he's a he had been better than I think what they were getting against AL, and he didn't play poorly. It's just I actually liked him a lot more as a basketball player than I thought I would. Who, who are you talking about? Conley for Miller West. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah it's Con- right. Conway. Yeah. Oh, did I say Conley? Yeah. Conway. <laughs> I'm sorry. So uh, what happened there, AL came in and hit their first 10 shots, including three threes and an and one. They were up 24 to nine right out the gates. They just could not miss a shot. Josh Dix made some huge plays. And Conway got in foul held, trouble. They kind of the held half. him in check. Yeah. It, for it, as much as you're going to hold. Yeah. Josh Dixon, check. 21. Yeah. Uh, pretty efficient. <laughs> it was a 21. quiet 21, right? And he didn't spurt you like he's been capable of doing. And so Conway got in foul trouble. He, he didn't score in the first half. Came in second half, 10 points. Um, didn't, I, didn't miss much. And I think he's fantastic. I fawn over him all the time as a football player. Um, I love the look, right? He goes sleeveless. <laughs> he's got the ankle socks. He wears the old Kyrie's. He looks like, he looks like he's had them for like – Six seven years. He's just a. He's got the great frame. He is. Uh, he's one of my favorites to come out of the Metro in a long, long time. You know, you don't see a whole lot of six two power forwards that that wreck shop. And he, and he makes it. He makes it tough on you. <laughs> it's, it's interesting now the way that they've kind of developed where you've got Conway working inside and Evan Myersick out on the perimeter hey, handling the ball. I'll tell you what, Myersick's a handful. He, I think he had 19 in that game. He played really. It's pretty Con- slick, isn't he? Con- Conway and Myersick got them back in the game in the second half after they had fallen behind. Um, and uh, credit, Ale's a good team. We've seen um, a and way they They're well coached, yeah, too. Millard, uh, Millard North. And, and Bellevue West. West. So um, they're certainly keeping on. Josh Dix is a D1 player. He's kind of trying to work his way on in that high major range. And uh, they they were able to fight their way back into that game after this. Again, tens, I don't know if I've ever seen a team hit 10 straight shots, especially some of the degree of difficulty they were hitting. Yeah. It just wasn't anything that Northwest could do on some of those shots early on, but they stuck with it, and I think that resiliency will serve them well heading into the postseason here. But, yeah, that, 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 that's going to be tough if, uh, if the season holds there. Be the, it, will be the, it will be the backcourt of, of Omaha North trying to put pressure, but then the front court and the strength of Millard West – what style wears out because I think one of the more impressive wins was the one that surprised me because I think going into Westside and Millard West, both of us gave the advantage, the nod, I think, to Millard West. At least I did a little. I liked Millard West in a tight one, but once I saw how the game was going to be played, 94 feet, they pressured them from baseline to baseline, they ran Millard West out of the gym. Millard West was never in that game. Yeah. So that, that'll be really interesting to see. They've got that on tape. They know it's going to come. If, if seedings hold there in that A7 match, that could be, I think, the, the best, especially with some of the struggles that Westside's been going through. You know Millard West will just, be motivated to, 
they, to to come back after the way they got embarrassed, like you hey, said. It's it's interesting because when you talk about West Side, you're talking about a team that's beat seven through ten. <laughs> they beat Gretna, they beat Millard West, they beat Papio South, they beat Papillion. They beat them all impressively. Yeah, you know you're talking ten plus. Yet they they have they got were blown out by Lincoln Southeast. They lose to Millard South. It was the first win for Millard South against a team with a winning record. So they're capable of – it's not really laying an egg, but when they play poorly, they play poorly. Yeah, and they don't really have a guy that can kind of pull them out of it, it seems like. See, that's the thing. You know, they've got to get out of that. Yeah. I, I mean, because I think – because what you're saying is true, but it doesn't have to be that way. They're more than capable – of not just being a two-man show. It's what they settle for. Yeah. That's on them. Like, they've got to figure out, hey, listen, if Reggie and Chandler aren't getting it going, it's up to the other guys to assume the role. Uh, Logan Wilson can score. You know, Caleb can more than score. Um, whoever, Payson Gillespie, who's found a way to, he's gotten in a little bit of foul trouble these last couple of games. It has really limited his minutes. Um and Westside's got to guard better in the backcourt. And, and and that's that's going to be a key. They, they need consistency from Gillespie there. They do. If he is He on, helps you with your spacing. That's exactly what I, the point I was trying to make is if he's on, you really have to stay attached to him because he's got a quick trigger and he's not afraid to shoot the ball. So if you let him get hot, knock down four or five threes, you're going to be in trouble. So you gotta you got to account for him when he's out there, and that'll give – all those other guards, more driving space, especially with the offense they try to run. It's interesting, right? Because you look at the top three teams. And Millard North has the most margin for error because they have the most talent. But let's just talk prep in Bellevue West. When you talk spacing and multiple ways to get you, if Will Kyle and Frankie Fiddler get it going, it's Chucky's garnering that respect. Dotzler is stretching you from behind the arc. With prep, if Buckley's knocking down shots – you get City's ability to drive and penetrate. Jungers is a tweener. Rollins can help you in the post. Those guys, they can spread you out. Now, Millard North can do it a multitude of ways. Their degree of difficulty is a little bit higher because I think sometimes they make it hard yeah. on themselves. But they have the most talent from top to bottom, one through six. So it's like they can get away with it. But for everybody else. Yeah. You know, the the, the the Hoiberg twins have got to hit shots for Dabber Cow and some of these other guys to be able to work. We've seen what happens with Millard West. If that backcourt plays better, Myersick and Conway can get you. Everybody else needs space and balance. I don't think there's any secret to that. No, and that's why <laughs> I think it's clear why those that's the top three there because they do have Isn't the that most something ways else? they can consistently beat you and the most balance, uh, both offensively and defensively. Who do you feel like you know more about today? Prep or Millard North? Millard North seems like they get the, the benefit of the doubt more of the whenever they get ready. But remember, again, Chucky single-handedly brought Bellevue West. They were almost left for dead. Prep had pushed that thing to 13 or 12 or 13 in the third quarter, and they look like the better team, right? They've Prep's already beaten Millard North. like, But I think Millard North still gets the – Yeah. They're talented. I think you, I think you know what you're going to get more consistently from Prep because we've seen them 
win grinders. We've seen them win shootouts. We've seen them win with both sides of the ball. And, you know, they've got the, the, the balance where you're going to have two, three, four different guys that'll make big plays for you every single game. Miller North, we know what they're capable of. We've seen them not show up, like you said, not show up early in games and kind of dig themselves some holes. Um, we, we've seen them, you mentioned earlier, kind of settle in for some, some tough shots that they can, they can make more often than not than a lot of other guys, but sometimes those shots don't go in. And um, I think what uh, <laughs> St. Thomas, the first game against Bellevue West, 48. Oh, second game, 13 points on 13 shots. Yeah. And so sometimes those shots don't fall at the same rate. But um, so I, I think you can probably know what you're going to expect a little bit more each time out of prep. But heading into the postseason, Miller North, especially with what happened last year, I think you know that they're, got, they're not going to mess around this year. Real quick, when we get to, to B and the dust settled, and it turns out to be Scott right now with at the number one spot, um, still not sure, you know, if, if – where Mount Michael is, I mean, they took the tough loss to Grand Island. Um, that gave them, I think, their third loss. Still only two losses with teams in the state. Norris is right there. I think Waverly is going to be a problem. I think they've got – is that Platteview Tuesday? Is that tomorrow that Waverly has Platteview? But how do you – where do you come out with, like, the sub-districts and district seedings in the smaller classes? Are you a sub-district guy? Yeah, I'm – it's kind of it's been interesting the last couple of years since they've switched to that. I hadn't really paid a ton of close attention to the lower classes early in the sub district portion. Kind of more caught up once we've got to the district, district final and yeah. the state, yeah. just be, based on where I live and uh, how easy it is to get it uh, to games. Um, but I, I don't really have strong feelings one way or the other about kind of which way is better. Um, I. I'm just kind of one that's always reacted to what we get. Yeah. And it, yeah, you don't make a lot of excuses. It's just kind of your personality. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, we'll see. It's nice. I think kind of giving um, more seeds chances to kind of get back into it there. If they've earned it, we're trying to get the, the best teams possible there. Um, so that does kind of open up a little uh, a different. I mean, looking at some of these sub districts, you got some tough, some tough groups here. That's why I was kind of, I was curious. Like you look at it and you're like, "Wow!" Like it's going to be a tough road to hoe for yeah. Beatrice Norris, Platteview, Waverly in the same sub district. Uh, Elkhorn El- and Mount Michael. Uh, so like th- those are what six of the seven, eight best teams in in B. Yeah, right. You're talking All about six through, through six through the top eight. It, it's that's tough. Yeah, that that is. That is really, really difficult. But I guess some of that you have to do to kind of limit the travel. Yes. And, which, and so you kind of know what you're getting. Which is why uh, I think you're okay with, even if you lose in your sub-district, th- those top seeds get a chance to get back into uh, the final 16 to, to, to make the push there. Uh, who, do you, who are you leaning towards in B? <laughs> oh, boy. I, I'm, I, you know what? I'll commit first. I'm, I'm leaning Scott. I, I'm gonna. Pro- I'll go with Mount Michael. Just um, kind of one yeah, of the one yeah. of the big three. You think will catch fire, and it's gonna have to be one of those guys offensively because Scut has the ability to just limit yeah. what you're doing. And Fletcher and company, it's a big shot taker, big shot maker. 
Mount Michael is the only team in Class B that hasn't lost to a Class B school, I believe. Yeah, so that's, they still, hey, <laughs> that much is true. <laughs> they've lost to an A. They've lost to a C1, I think, uh, C1 or C2. Yep. And they've lost to a team from out of the Missouri. state. Missouri. So, <laughs> um, I like the conventional wisdom. I mean, it makes sense. And you just kind of like, again, we, we've talked about the story of these guys kind of building up. This is their moment. I just feel like if they can uh, kind of really buckle down here and they can get um, – the most out of these guys going in here, they, they, they've got a chance to, I think they've got a chance to be the most complete. I think Norris is kind of up there with some of their pieces. Uh, Scott, I think you're still kind of wondering if um, those four or five, six guys kind of, how consistent can they be? Uh, you like the, the top two or three there. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to be different and just kind of uh, go with what we've talked about, I, I think I'll, I'll take Mount Michael for now. What happens but, in your opinion with that Waverly and, and Platteview in the sub-district? I think Platteview, the way they're playing right now, I think they'll they'll be able to kind of pull that one out. Kind of happen, happen to see Milliken get his thousand, <laughs> and I, I didn't realize. I knew I was going to see a thousand that night. Like you know, the family made signs and whatnot, yeah. and uh, our little girl had a you know a, a thousand point sign that she had made, and I didn't realize he was going to get the single season <laughs> scoring record either. Five sixty five. That record had been good since nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. <laughs> the it, record was 561. He just went ahead and made it safe by getting 561. I was say, it kind of felt uh, like a Doug McDermott uh, kind of <laughs> 3,000 performance where you like you need something, and he just way overshoots kind of what you thought coming in. And he goes for do. 42 that <laughs> night. It was his first 40-point game. And you know what? D.C. West played them say, tough. They needed it. I, uh, I know Carson Rubicek played really well uh, in that game. I was going to be there until Miller North Prep got pushed back. I, I really like Rubicek. He finished with maybe 23, 24 points. Yeah. He was a handful. Yeah, and he's He a guy plays I, hard. Yeah, he's a guy I've coached in the summer. Great family. I, I love those guys. I'm glad he's been able to have a really strong senior season. I said it. Too much going on on that Thursday night. There yeah. was a lot, a lot of some big performances there. But at, so that, I, that left, the, I left. I left the Millard North. Yeah. Uh-huh, I left the Millard North. Um, uh, Marion. Marion game, yeah. and shot straight down 144 yeah. south to 370. Got to Platteview, and I'm thinking, I got there for his 15th point. I think his 13th was the 1,000. Yeah. But then it turned out to be a fantastic ball game and. And you know what? I was talking to some of the the Platteview parents. Waverly is a very tough matchup for them because physically, physically yeah, they grind you. And and Milliken and company, Riley, they were gassed at the end of that game against DC West. I think the timeouts that Coach Brodsky used were more for rest. Yeah. I mean, he's only playing six. Yeah, it gets thin in a hurry. They're going to have to stay out of foul trouble. And it'll be interesting to see kind of how uh, Coach Reader switches up defenses and th- mix in some man, some zone. Well, they ran there. four bodies at yeah. him, at Milliken the last time they played, and they're capable of doing it again. Yeah. So, again, I think all those those sub-district finals in Class B have kind of hold to what we expect there, have a chance to be really spectacular, and we'll see a lot of those teams yeah. in uh, the state tournament. Yep. When we meet again next week, we'll have a really good idea of what we're going to do with the uh, – with the ladies' seatings as well, because it will be Monday, so we'll have a good idea. I'm probably, I think, six of the eight? Because I think their, I do, I their finals so. will be on a Tuesday night for some, but most will probably have a good idea. We'll pick your brain on that. Is it a Pius Millard South inevitable showdown? What happens there? Millard South's going to have to get healthy. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens there. You hear the music. 
That's our time. We'll be back next week. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm ODB. Back with Nebraska Preps post game next week. A Huda Media Production.